Good morning, Gateway Church. I like the song that we've been singing recently called The Chain Breaker. I love that song. If you've been walking the same old roads for miles and miles, if you've been hearing the same old voice tell the same old lies, that happens to us, doesn't it? I know it does for me. If you're trying to feel the... Fill, fill the same old holes inside. There's a better life. There's a better life. If you've got pain, he's the pain taker. Can you almost feel the, the groove here? If you feel lost, he's a way maker. If you need freedom or saving, he's a prison shaking savior. If you've got chains, he's a chain breaker. And the good news is, is that that's true. He breaks the chains that weigh us down, that cripple us, that we're held in bondage to. Jesus Christ is the chain breaker. I remember when I was a kid, when I, where I grew up, bring this over here in South Dakota, because I'm right-handed. When the, the snows came, and you got prepared and we would put, actually, we would put snow tires on our vehicles. There was no salt, no sand, just, uh, you know, a couple trucks that would go through town. And then it, the snow would pile up, and you would be driving on ice pretty much the whole winter. And so back in the day, you would actually have studs in your tires, studded snow tires, we put a, a set of those on, the Ford Fairlane V8, light blue, four-door, I still remember it. And then when you knew the storms were coming, you would put on chain, your, um, chains over your tires, those back tires, and you'd put those chains in your trunk. And, and uh, I, re- I remember one, one winter the storms were coming, and my dad said to me, hey, the, the, the chains are in the trunk. Go out and put the chains on the, on the, the tire. It's like, okay, how do you do that? I mean, I got, chains are a pain, aren't they? I was looking for work gloves because I, I, was, I was trying to find some, some chains. Do you think I could find some work gloves? I mean, I know I have some. I couldn't find any work gloves, but the chains that I'm working with today, I mean, and so I, I got these, my nice dress ones, they're shot. I'm in trouble from Deanna, because I couldn't find, I was going to stop at Holiday and get some, some work gloves, but I forgot. So these are the gloves, and I looked for some chains to, to put, you know, the, the chains that you would put on tires like this, these are like for dual pickup tires, and so, you know, you'd hook them on, and they're heavy. They're a pain. Do you think I could do this? I mean, I tried my best, and every once in a while, I actually would, would be able to put one whole chain on the rear tire of, of our uh, Ford Fairlane so that you would not get stuck, but most of the time, it's too hard. I didn't have anybody to help me. I'd put the car right there, lay the chains out, 
and try to back in as best as I could. It's like these chains are pain. We don't like chains. I don't like those chains. I got some other chains here. Just all different sizes, all right? This, this is not bad. I can, I can handle this chain here. I mean, tie it around my ankle and I got some problems, all right? But it's not bad. You know, we'll just kind of lay that one down there. They're heavy, though. I got my work gloves on. These are going to be my new work gloves. Now, this chain, I don't know what inch it is, but I'm having struggles. It doesn't look like it, but I am. But who would like to... Somebody want to help me here? No. Who would want to do life with chains like this? He's what? I can hold this for like two minutes. He's a chain breaker. I'm done with that one there. And there's a few other ones here, all right? But this one's way too heavy. I'm not going to even try that. The other ones are kind of too dirty. I'll, I'll stop with that. You get the idea. Jesus Christ is the chain breaker. And so if you have the kinds of pain in your life that result in bondage, he can break those chains. The chains can be hurt in our life that have morphed into bitterness or resentment. And what happens is we try to carry that through life, and it's very, very difficult. And the good news is that when we invite Jesus Christ into our mess, he begins to what? Break those chains through encounters with him in his word, through the power of the Holy Spirit. There's another way that chains are broken in our life. It's through the body of Christ. That's how it happens in my life. When, when, when sin occurs and it's not dealt with and then bondage can ensue because of unconfessed sin, there are times when, when the word of God says we're to confess our sins one to another. And when we do that in the context of community and relationship, friendship, we can actually be honest with somebody and and tell them, here's the struggle, here's the resentment, the hurt, the pain that I have. It's like in that context of the body of Christ, it's like those chains can be broken off, and I can be set free. Who wants to walk around in life, do life with a set of chains on? Not me. But, and this is hard, There are some chains that God allows in our lives and some that he even ordains. For some reason and for a season, he doesn't break them, but it's all for his purposes and for his glory. You might be experiencing some of those chains in your life today, in this season of your life. You don't have the why question answered. Why is this happening to me? The Apostle Paul had some chains like that. In our study in the book of Philippians entitled Living with Purpose, he talks about the chains 
And the message is very clear that for a season and for a reason, God would not be the chain breaker for these chains. I don't care how many times he sang the song. He's my chain breaker. Yeah, for bondage and sin and addiction. Paul even identified at a time in his life where he said, these are my chains. Why? He writes early in the letter, chapter 1, verse 7, whether I am in chains. He says it. Or defending and confirming the gospel. God, Paul was in chains while writing this letter to the Philippians. He was under house arrest, remember? Where? In the city of Rome. He was waiting for trial. Who knows, he might have been looking at a Roman soldier that he was chained to when he was writing to the Philippians. And he looked at those chains that were attached to his wrist and to the Roman soldier. And he penned these words. We're in, verses, we're in chapter 1, verses 12 through 18. If you have your scriptures, your Bible, you can turn there. If you want to read the verse from the screen, chapter 1, verses 12 through 18, it reads this way. Now I want you to know, brothers and sisters, that what has happened to me, Paul's writing, has served to advance the gospel. As a result, it has become clear throughout the whole palace guard and to everyone else that I am in chains for Christ. And because of my chains, most of the brothers and sisters have become confident in the Lord and dare all the more to what? Because of my chains to proclaim the gospel without fear. There's a purpose for these chains that Paul was in. It is true that some preach Christ out of envy and rivalry, but others out of goodwill. The latter do out of love, supposing, knowing that I am put here for the defense of the gospel. The former preach Christ out of selfish ambition, not sincerely, supposing that they can stir up trouble for me while I'm in chains. Trying to click this over. It's there. Yeah, it is. Verse 18. But what does it matter? The important thing is that in every way, whether from false motives or true, Christ is preached. And because of this, Paul says, I rejoice. Yes, I will continue to rejoice. Paul had plenty of questions of why. God, why these chains? You may have some questions regarding the season that you're in. But Paul teaches us a lesson about those seasons. See, if I have some chains in my life, what I, what I need to do is simply identify and ask some questions, some, some simple questions. Lord, there's something that is heavy in my life right now. It feels like a chain's attached to my leg. Is this, is this a result of 
bondage, slavery to something? And if it is, then I need to deal with it as best as I know how. But if I identify that it doesn't seem to be any cause regarding sin in my life that I have these chains. What's going on? I want these chains to be released. There may be physical suffering in your life. Maybe there's a sickness that you haven't been able to shake for whatever reason. Maybe a relationship that you've worked on, you've prayed about. There's a strain in some kind of relationship. There's, there's friction going on in the workplace. And it's just, it's heavy. It's, it feels like a chain. And you're saying, Jesus, you're the chain breaker. In Jesus' name, I, I command these chains to be broken. And you're going, I pray the prayers. I'm having people pray for me. It doesn't seem like I'm being set free from these chains. Listen now. There may be some chains in your life that for a season, God says, I'm not going to break these chains. I'm going to give you grace to live life with the chains still on. Are you some of you are going, ah, where is that in the Bible? You've got to be kidding me. That is not true. I just read it to you. It is true. Paul said what? I'm in, under house arrest in the city of Rome. He's in this house. He can't provide for his own needs. He was once a tent, tent maker. He did that for, for a living. And then he was involved in, in starting churches. And many of the, most of the time in those churches, they paid his salary. But here, the apostle Paul is under house arrest. It's probably not that great a house. He has no way to support this house. Guess who helps him out? The church in Philippi the one that he's writing to, the one we're studying. Epaphroditus, a guy, can read about it in chapter four. He gathers up this offering that this church gives, is giving to Paul, their spiritual father, saying, he's in Rome. He needs our help. He's under house arrest. So Epaphroditus brings this gift. Paul is so overjoyed. He's, he's writing a thank you. He writes this letter while the Roman soldiers are watching him write what? While he's in chains. You would think that the person who's writing scripture would write scripture without any, any kind of limitations at all. That they would be the happiest people on the earth. Paul's writing this letter how? With, with chains attached to his wrist. He's saying, I just want to say thank you, Philippians, for this gift that you gave to me. I can pay another six months on this rent, this house. If he doesn't rent, if he doesn't have a house, they throw him in the hole. I have a funny story. We just got, 
We just got a puppy. Now, you can examine my brain afterwards. It's like, I'm not, I'm not the, you know, an animal lover. I, you know, animals, thumbs up. I mean, I'll give them a thumbs up. But I'm not the kind of guy that needs an animal, loves to hug an animal. They got bad breath, and you feed them, and then they do other things. And it's like, and here we are. And I opened up my big mouth when I was preaching a series in Joseph. And I said, everybody's got a measure of power in their life. You remember that? Joseph had this incredible power. And he used that power for good. But everybody has a measure of power. My twins, they have a measure of power. And when we had an animal, they were the best animal caretakers on the planet, bar none. Nobody would care for an animal better than they did. And I use that as an illustration, and I go home, and guess what the Lord's starting to do? They don't have an animal. <laughs> that, that was a story of past tense. That's what happened when you lived in another place. They don't have an animal to care for now. It's like, well, yeah, Lord, but that was an outside dog, and we, don't, we can't do that anymore. We'll make a long story short. We got an animal. Golden doodle for the twins. And the goal is that 85% of the job they would do, that's the goal. How far do you think they're at right now? Not, not very far at all. Deanna's got 98% of the job. <laughs> Doing a great job. But, you know, what I want to do is I want to put that dog in the hole. That's the whole idea, the illustration. No! <laughs> but, no, it's like, wow, you're a nice puppy dog. You're driving me crazy. But listen now. If, if the Apostle Paul doesn't receive some sort of funding to help pay for his needs, guess where he ends? He ends in a dark prison cell. And he's writing and he's saying, thank you so very much. And as he's doing it, he's chained to a Roman soldier. This Roman soldier's listening, probably looking over his shoulder as he pins inspired scripture. And he does it chained to a Roman soldier. And there are some chains in our lives you can pray all you want. But maybe, just maybe, the Lord is saying, I have a bigger purpose for your chains. For Paul, it was the gospel. It was always advancing the gospel at any and all cost through hardship and suffering. Right? Through good report and jealous report. Well, what does that mean? You're not going to believe this because it never happens, you know, in our church, never happens in our city, it never happens where we live. But there was this there was this jealousy that was going on 
in his ministry. There were Christians who actually took delight in the fact that Paul was suffering. I'll explain that a little bit in greater detail. What's going on here in this scripture? He's been two years in, in this house arrest. And he says thank you to these people for their gift. And then he begins to tell them exactly what God's doing with these chains. I want to read some of those verses again. He said, I want to say thank you for the gift, but I want you to know that God's up to something huge. The the Roman soldiers are hearing the gospel of Jesus Christ. He's chained to these guys. There's like 6,000 of these these Roman soldiers. And they each take a turn, not all 6,000, but the the Roman guards numbered about 6,000. And I don't know exactly how many of these guards, but they would take like a four to six hour shift. And one guy would be chained to, to the Apostle Paul, and they would act, he would actually do all of his work. He would, he would go to sleep at night with, the, with chains attached to a Roman soldier. And I mean, can you imagine what that was like? Can you imagine the hardship? that Paul went through. I would have been a big complainer and a whiner. But what does Paul do? He takes the high road. He says, God's God's doing a great work. I'm sharing the gospel with all of these Roman soldiers. And many of these Roman soldiers are giving their lives to Christ. You know, your hardship may be the very thing that opens up the door for you to reach out to someone who doesn't yet know Christ. You might be going through something, and you're going, why am I going through this? And then you meet a neighbor or someone at work, and they begin to open up their heart to you as they see the expressions of Christ and the love of Christ in your life and, and how you carry, carry yourself and, and how you speak and what manner in which you speak and what you talk about and what jokes you don't laugh at and you just are, you are different. You are a shining light for Christ and you're going through something and you're wondering, this is not fair. And then someone you know who doesn't know Christ is going through the very same thing. And you have the opportunity to what? Share with them. That happens all the time. I believe we're going to hear reports of how God uses the change that you you are going through to advance the gospel. So Paul said, I got great news. I got great news. The gospel's not chained. I may not be doing what I used to do, getting out, building churches, traveling all over the continent, 
I'm in Rome now. But the gospel's not chained. These guys are giving their lives to Christ. And cool things are happening, but it's not always easy. Verse 13, as a result, it's become clear throughout the whole palace guard and everyone else that I'm in chains for Christ. It's true, verse 15, that some preach Christ out of envy in rivalry, jealousy, but others out of goodwill. The latter do so out of love, knowing that I'm put here for the defense of the gospel. The former preach Christ out of what? Selfish ambition, verse 17. Not sincerely supposing that they can stir up trouble for who? For me. While I'm in chains, but what does it matter? I mean, to me it would matter. I would be licking my own wounds, feeling sorry for myself. Paul's not talking about false prophets and those who preached a different gospel, a false gospel. He calls them dogs in verse or in chapter 3 of Philippians. He's referring to fellow believers in Jesus Christ who are maliciously gossiping about Paul, who are actively discrediting him as a pastor, as a leader. I mean, they're happy that he's suffering. And these are what? These are Christians. It's like, how can this be? But we know what happens, folks, doesn't it? If we're not aware of it, there can be jealousies that take place within a local congregation. And on the outside, we can say, oh, I'm so happy for the success of a certain person or what have you. But inside, there can be this contentious jealousy happens in churches all the time, in cities. Most important thing is that the congregations of the city preach Christ, right? That, that ultimately is the litmus test. Are they preaching the same gospel that Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior? Who he is, why he came, But no, we want to nitpick, you know, they're doing this or they're doing that and we lob these little, these, you know, statements and heart and contentious and jealous and that shouldn't be in our hearts, amen? We should be asking the question, is Christ being preached? Are people getting saved? I mean, truly saved, right? Right? Paul had a good attitude through good report and jealous report. So I want to close by asking this one question. You got chains in your life somewhere? Question is this. Was Paul chained to the Roman soldier Or was the Roman soldier chained to Paul? 
want you to think about that. I think in Paul's mind, he wasn't chained to the Roman soldier. Whoever that guard may be, that Roman guard was chained to Paul. He was there for a captive audience, right? I mean, he couldn't get away. His, his shift was six hours, and for six hours, this Roman soldier was going to hear all about Jesus. I think Paul started a chain reaction, you could say, right there. He took every opportunity to share the message of Jesus Christ. He may have said, I used to go out to the mission field, but now the mission field is coming to me. We talk about going out to the mission field, right? But tomorrow, the mission field will come to you. Wherever you're at, you will be in God's mission field. And he wants to use you. I want to encourage you to take this card, Living with Purpose, and to invite some people to the Easter services. We're going to share the gospel. Living with purpose. The way that Jesus Christ can change a life and give them true meaning and purpose. And that's what it's all about, right? Advancing his gospel. So I want to encourage you to not focus exclusively on the chains. Identify what kind of chains they are. And if the Lord says, hey, you're going to keep them for a while, say to him, what do you want to accomplish through these chains? That's what Paul did. Lord, we thank you for your word. It's alive and active in our lives, God. Even now, Lord, I ask that you would You would just start putting some people in our hearts, on our minds. Lord, there's a particular person on my my mind, in my heart, that I know doesn't know you, Jesus. So, God, I just pray for, for my friend, Lord, that you would continue to give me opportunity to be the gospel, and to share the gospel. And I ask for every person here that knows you today, Jesus, that we would begin to think this way. Build your kingdom. Advance your kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I'm going to ask you to stand. I'm going to bless you in the name of the Lord, Jesus Christ. Amen. You are dismissed.